All right, welcome to the Lakers Outsiders podcast. My name is Donnie McHenry. Today I am joined by, again, my good pals, Raj and Walt. Raj, I'll start with you. How are you doing this uh, this fine evening? Uh, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> This is gonna be a fun pod, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. How are you, how are you guys doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, all things considered. Well, I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna <laughs> act like the Lakers really affect my day to day mood. I'm doing pretty well. Personally. So we're gonna lie. Um, we're gonna lie up here. Is what we're saying. Yeah, we're gonna lie. Honestly, this is the most fun we've had to start a podcast in a while. So maybe maybe this is a good thing. Maybe maybe we like what the Lakers are bad. No, I really don't like it at all. Uh, Walt, how how are you doing on this uh, on this fine evening? Man, I'm doing all right, man. Just chilling out. You know, I don't know what basketball is, so <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing here. So who who are you gonna have? Uh, I don't know if you don't mind me asking a personal question right from the jump. Who are you gonna have Cannon be a fan of instead of the Lakers? Oh, uh, wow. man, I'm 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 fully immersed in football Twitter, man, and football right now. <laughs> That's right. Cannon's got the 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 Ravens onesie. You know, we'll we'll have to wait till Rob Plinka's extension. You know, goes after 2026 before he gets any purple and gold. All right. Hey, listen, I. I need to warn him because they got a little bit of Laker about their front office. They refuse to get, uh, you know, a, a rotation level wide receiver um, okay. out there for Lamar. So I ain't out of the woods yet with my stress. So they got they got like a they don't got like a DoorDash delivery driver out there catching catching passes for Lamar Jackson, do they? Yes, they just got <laughs> Deshaun Jackson, bro. Off the okay, yo, okay. Deshaun Jackson is uh that's, that's straight hell, up that's down bad. That's that's uh that's picking him up from the nursing center and uh mm-hmm. throwing throwing some pads on him. Yeah. That's what that is. Oof. That's signing well, Avery Bradley. It really is. It's like <laughs> he's and one Avery thing Bradley. he does is like, okay, I can see a team needing that and you know, doing something with that, but then you remember he's thirty five and then I'm sorry <laughs> to be pulling football onto the pod. But everybody kept saying, ah, well, he'll be he'll play one game and that'll be it. And he promptly strained his hamstring last night <laughs> after like eleven plays. And that'll be the one game. And that'll be the one game. That's it, man. Have they have they oh, paid man. have they paid Lamar Jackson? I think I don't even follow football, but no. I've seen like pay Lamar Jackson as like a uh a huge tag and all that on Nah, on that'll that'll hopefully happen in the off season. Hopefully. I don't know. And, and hopefully for Walt's Ravens. Um, well, nice little chaotic start to the pod, and that's perfectly fine because the Lakers are absolutely just a mess. Uh, two and eight now after their loss on Monday versus the Jazz. Uh, yes, that's the same Jazz that they lost to just on what Friday. Um, just another mm-hmm. loss to them. Uh, Gosh, like what? Did they score like 250 points combined in those two games against the Lakers? They scored 130-some on Monday. Mm-hmm. not even going to bother to look up the score, honestly. Um, So, yeah, they're 2-8. and eight. We're halfway to like the, what, 20-game mark where Palinka was going to maybe consider a rush trade then. So... I honestly had no clue where we we're going to go with this pod tonight. 
there's a couple reports, a couple quotes um, from the post game. We're gonna like probably try and talk about. So I well, guess we'll kind of first, yeah. Well, you, you, you you're, you're the direction guy. Give me some direction here. Well, just, let's just <laughs> let's just start here. So you said we're two and eight, right? Looking at the standings, the only teams worse or actually like around the same part as us is the Houston Rockets, who are two and nine. Okay, and then if you go in the Eastern Conference, the Orlando Magic, who are two and nine. Even more fun, you take away a Matt Ryan prayer, and we're one in nine, which is just incredible to think about. That like we were we're two seconds away from being in even more hell. Yeah, I don't know which direction to take this. Honestly, like the reports coming out every day get worse, and I feel like the worst part is we got like eight games where the basketball mattered. I think like eight games where like. <laughs> We were like, yeah, the rotations, what like, what can we fix here? Or like, which wing should play here? Russell Westbrook should come off the bench. You know, that mattered, I think, in, in some capacity. And now we're already at like, yeah, what trades can we make? Um, this has been a, a tumultuous start, and it's been uh, not fun to watch, definitely. Yeah. Um, Walt, I'm trying to figure out what you think. Do you think uh, it's going to be Shuri or uh, Nadia who's going to be the next Black Panther uh, oh, coming out? What man. do you? What do you? What I do you think? I was so confused. Uh, I was like, "What?" I think everybody. Oh, oh wait, Panther, man. Oh wait, we talking? We talking basketball still? My bad. My bad. My uh, my mind was going on to more uh, more <laughs> pressing matters in this world. Oh uh, my god, man. Walt, speaking speaking of doom and gloom, am I right? Am I right? Yeah, Walt, we'll, we'll exactly, doom? man. You got to okay. think about things in your life that make you happy. That's what I'm doing. I was like, you know, man, are we going to do a Lakers podcast or should I just turn this into the Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever preview? No, uh, I guess we could talk about a Laker, little Lakers still. But yeah, I was uh, I was kind of looking at their schedule a little bit. It gets way easier. Like it's getting way easier at the end of this month. Um I didn't know. I know we had a couple. I didn't know we have three games against the Spurs. Uh, like three of four games are against mm-hmm. the Spurs all in a row. Um, they're they're quickly starting their like descent into into tank mode. Um, but they cannot. The Lakers cannot wait until like. And I say wait until then. The, the first game against the Spurs is in twelve days. They can't wait for that. They got to get start rallying off some wins because here, I'll just bring up the report now. Um, today, uh, well, Tuesday, um, Sham Sharania reported. Here's what his report was. I'll just read it word for word. I'm told the organization, Lakers, will be prudent with their two first round picks available the rest of the decade. As of right now, the organization seems to be moving in a direction where they're going to resist moving first round picks if the season continues to go down this path for Lakers fans who were clamoring for a buddy healed miles Turner move where you're giving up two first round picks, you're giving a multiple seconds first, yada, yada. I don't think where we see this team, it's not prudent for them to do that. Uh, so I guess I'll just kind of throw it out there to you two guys. Uh, is there uh is I, I'll just say, do you guys think they should trade any picks for anything? As it currently stands, I don't know no more, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> I mean, at this point, you know, the fate kind of sealed. 
they're gonna be pretty much get gift wrapped um you know a decently high pick to the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Um unless they close mm-hmm. the talent gap on the roster, that's the only way they could, you know, try to compete for a play in spot or a play in playoff spot. And it's just like so many things gotta go right, including the stuff the front office has to do for that to happen. It's just like it's such a weird season across the board. You know what I'm saying? Like even watching like other sports, I never like seen this many factors or this many things with like, you know, what's happening with a team is crazy. I've never I've never seen like in any like every single sport, there's teams that are like you can every sport, you can break it up into teams competing for a championship, mm-hmm. teams just that are middling, and then teams who are Terrible. tanking. Mm-hmm. Different different terms for each sport, but if you're real bad, you're you know an MLB, you're bringing up the guys from AAA, Double A, up to play for the ball, uh, big league squad, even though they might not be ready. Uh, like football, you're drafting, you know, a quarterback with your like, you know, top five pick you got from being so bad. Sweet. You've got the quarterback, but you're going to stink for a few years. Like while he builds mm-hmm. up and while the rest of the team still stinks, uh, you got, you know, the teams this year, like the magic and teams that, uh, have really bad records right now who aren't really going to, you know, end up getting better. They've got a bunch of young guys. They're not going to be able to really compete. They're going to be ended up trying to get Victor Weminyana. I've truly like, like you said, well, I've never seen a team that has, they literally cannot go either. They, they can't go either way. Like they literally can't compete for a championship. I don't really see an avenue for them doing that. And they straight up just cannot tank this year or like soon really because of the deal that they did with Anthony Davis and New Orleans. It's, it's crazy. Like I've never, and I've just never seen this happen with a team that has so much star power on it. Like LeBron James is going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in points this season. And while that's going to be going on, the Lakers are going to be stuck in mud, like all the way up to their eyeballs. It's crazy. Well, you said we have so much star power. I think, like, we need to re-examine kind of, you know, what that means, I guess, right? Like, I mean, Russell Westbrook's not a star. I think, you know, LeBron will eventually get to that, but he's been pretty bad to start. I think Anthony Davis is still a star, but I think there's a gap when, like, I think we've talked about it. He's no longer this, like, wing, right? He's, like, a full-time big man who's all in the paint now. So I think that changes your ceiling from like a top five guy to like top 15, which is still a star, but like then you're then like the structure of your team needs to be quite different. You need like a bunch of dudes who can play. And I think they need to trade them. Just like we talk about this in the DMS all the time. Like we need like players who have like mid-sized contracts. Like Wait, you're ready to trade AD. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, oh, trade, okay, not trade okay. AD. No, no, no. What? Let's okay. please. Uh, right. we'll, we'll get to that. I'm sure, but, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I can bring it up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we need some like mid-sized contract dudes. Not for this year. I think you know when you start two and eight, a title is like so far away from like what you're leaning towards. Yeah. Can we just be okay? Can we be like an okay team? Can we like be a 500 team? Like that's why I want like mid-sized players. That you said we can't really do much this year. I think we can like. Try to build towards something like Austin Reeves, I think, is a piece to keep. I really like Troy Brown. Like, I think he's been nice. You bring in more like mid-sized players who, 
you're gonna have to pay obviously but i think that's my reasoning for doing the trade not that miles turner and buddy healed are gonna turn us into title contenders like i don't think i don't think that's the next step i don't think you go from two and eight to like a finals trip but i think you go from two and eight to like can we be 500 can we be a little bit over that can we build something to it um yeah i mean utah did it in like half a season they, they went and got like a bunch of dudes who are like able to play and they had to trade their two stars to do it but um yeah like i don't the league is like filled with talent and i think we're playing like a bunch of dudes who are like on the fringe of the nba and it's been hella frustrating to watch i'm like we're like talking about it and i totally like the only um respect i can give to like still doing like this pace of trade is exactly what you said kind of like yeah. Getting Miles Turner and Buddy Heald into the building, um, building a repertoire between them and LeBron and AD, and at least be a respectful damn basketball team. Right. You know, win more, win more games. And then obviously, like, come on, let's be real. They're not going to trade for those two guys and then all of a sudden become like start winning at like a 55 win pace and then like go into the postseason and like tear people apart that like that's a possibility in like the smallest percentage of ways, mm-hmm. but at least then you could kind of take a good end of the season into the off season into next season. And, and then honestly, even if we get to next season and LeBron really like falls off a cliff in terms of his production and 80 still not like bringing that type of impact, at least you got buddy healed and miles Turner and you can kind of go from there. Like you said, you got like a couple mid-sized contract guys re-signed uh, Miles Turner to whatever and go from there. That's really all I got. But but then I started thinking about like, what the hell? Like, I just don't like know how LeBron or Palinka view that. Like, like if they heard yeah. me say that, would they just be like, that's stupid? <laughs> Like, like I know I'm not like I know I'm not LeBron James in terms of basketball genius, but I don't think that's a stupid thought. Like, like if that's stupid, then whatever you guys have done in the past two years is moronic. Like, just going into every season with a brand new spanking roster. Like, I don't know, um, but I still don't like I I don't giving up the two first scares me. Um, well, are you absolutely like terrified of giving up two first right now? Or like, are you still kind of thinking like, eh, maybe we should just give it a shot? No, I'm not terrified. Cause again, I'm, I'm with Raj. If you know, well, nah, not going to say that. Like you're not going to win meaningful basketball. You're not going to play meaningful basketball. If you don't feel the appropriate product That's on true. the floor, like you can't, try to I don't know if I hate to say what I think other people are thinking but that's all I can really do based off what's in front of me I feel very much like the way they build have built these teams from the time they won a championship is like that LeBron and AD could never like take you know a little bit of a tumble down from the level that they play up to and Again, they throw in the the financial part of it and they tell themselves, well, we can only do X, Y, and Z because we don't want to pay this or that. And they like trying to use minimal minimum players. They're trying to use minimum players to fulfill the role of market-level NBA role players 
And like, bro, nobody else is doing that. Right. I can't think of a team that's playing serious basketball that's doing anything close to that. And the bad part about it is, and, you know, we talked about this before. Stop me if you heard us say that. <laughs> is that it's one thing if you did that and then, okay, you get like two minimum dudes, they hit. Like a JaVale. They hit and you keep them around three or four years. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Dude, they've been, got they've, the been looking for, they've been looking for a different JaVale McGee for three seasons now. And they failed yeah. three times. Was three DeAndre times. Jordan not it for you? Or? DeAndre Jordan's not it. Damian Jones ain't it. The jury's out on Thomas Bryant. We'll see. But they, they've been they've been like they don't want I don't like they definitely don't want to do what they're currently doing with AD. Like start like he hasn't played a single minute at the four. Like they don't like well unless he did on, on all right candid I really did not watch Monday's game. But I mean but, started, uh, started like, next to winning Gabriel. I mean they kind of yeah. flip flop between the center and the power forward. That's I mean that's as close as he got. But yeah. like they definitely came into this off season think or in the training camp thinking all right Damian Jones is going to start. He's going to fill the type of, you know, JaVale McGee in the past, and he ain't good enough. And they, like you said, well, like, they got that, they got JaVale on the minimum that year, and then they, I can't even remember the way that they got rid of him. They dumped him for scraps, for scraps. I, I thought he let, I thought they let him walk, and then they went and got Marcus Saul, right? And that was kind of the replacement, I believe, right? So JaVale was gone. They traded they- him. They traded, traded him for uh to the Cavs for cap space. And I was gonna Marcus say, Sola. I think, yeah, yes. I was gonna With say a pick. they used that. I think they used the pick it was, too. It was, it was literally a salary dump of a freaking veteran. <laughs> oh right, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So and like, oh, I, I mean, get me started on a heated topic that I disagree with Lakers Twitter about. The over, like, just the so much love for Marcus All, like, like, oh man, if like we didn't, like, if you would have just trusted Marcus All more and like didn't get Andre Drummond, like, oh man, the Lakers have been like, I don't like that man was old. That guy was old. Like, it, like, there's a reason that JaVale McGee works so well with the team is because, yeah, he does a little stupid stuff. He had at least one play a game every single regular season game. You could count on him to get the ball on the block, and for some reason, think he's like Kareem Elijah Wan. And Man, his uh scout play in my head over, over, <laughs> over and over when I see him. You you would you knew it was coming every first quarter, like I swear, like clockwork. Yeah, but he was an absolute athletic monster, seven foot dude with like the longest arms you've ever seen, and he works his ass off, and he was extremely fast and athletic. And yeah, they've just been looking for that ever since. Um. But Donnie, like that's the and, that's the crazy part is that like they did the hard work, you know what I mean? Like the hard work is actually right. finding those dudes. Paying them is actually the like duh, you pay those dudes, right? Like I remember we gave Kuzma like a three year forty million extension, and I remember that was kind of polarizing in a weird way. Like in during Lakers Twitter, I was like, that's a great mm-hmm. move. You get Kyle, you got Kyle Kuzma locked up for like three years after I believe we won the titles, and then he got locked up like. That's what you do with like wings who can play high level basketball. KCP as well was like on a three year forty, I believe, deal. Alex Crusoe, we signed him to a non minimum deal and then let him walk once he earned the actual money that he should have been making. Like you did the hard work. Javel as well, right? Was a minimum center when you signed him. 
that doesn't mean he's a minimum center forever. Like he earned a non-minimum deal, which the Phoenix Suns happily paid. And then he got an even bigger raise with the Dallas Mavericks, who even promised him a starting spot because that's how um, important, I guess, he was to them. So like we did the hard work and then like you you bring in salary cap machinations with it. We sign Montrez Harrell for our MLE. Fine. That's a, I mean, that's a probably not a, the best way to use your MLE, but fine. You made that mistake. But then you you throw him in with the rust deal. So then you lose that contract. So like you don't get to even use it. Like it's a lot of like little detail stuff that gets lost along the way. And I think the rust deal obviously encapsulates all of it. It's the biggest mistake that we've done. But like there were other moves along the line that like just don't make any sense. And then that's how you get to here, where like Troy Brown, he's probably outplayed the minimum contract, but then you can't sign him the next summer because we have no rights to him at all. <laughs> it's like what are you doing, man? What what are we really doing? Like, it, that's just such a lack of foresight, man. And, like, again, the reason you see people talk about what they should do and have the complaints is because the things they're doing is not only hurting the present, it's hurting the future. Like, teams don't, across the board, sports in general, teams don't, do what the Lakers have done. Like it, it it really don't make sense, man. It's like I really don't know like what the hell is going on. Like who This is like this is like <laughs> they've never like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people say like like this is the Lakers. Like this is the kind of the deal you sign up for like as a fan. Like you get the the good on the court stuff and then like you get the off court drama. Okay, yeah. That's true. I know that. But also, I don't need every single decision to be the most obviously wrong decision of all time at the same time. Like, like, yeah, there's a pretty bad, like, Kobe years, like, you know, in the mid-2000s, yeah. mid to late 2000s. But, like, the, I don't think... You at least ever- know, all right, if they suck, there's a... Pl- because you know what they do historically, they'll get a player that they could, you know, put in a, a trade or a, a good player who they could keep nurturing, you know, um, growing into something in the future. Or maybe you'll draft somebody who can contribute now. Like, they're not doing that anymore. So, again, you don't just hurt your present. You're hurting your future because if you're not getting players that you could possibly turn into, like, these market-level um, contracts we're talking about, then wh- where are you getting the pl- – they <laughs> – I think we, they're a basketball broke. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember you said that. That's a great term to put it. Uh, basketball broke. Absolutely nothing in the wallet in terms of what we can move, for sure. And it's the equivalent of them women winning the championship. Okay. I hear people. And the champagne tasted good to me, too. Let me not even, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to act a like great that. Time. Yeah. But it's like, it's like you become a, you, you hit you became a you won the the powerball right and you you got you got paid but then you mm-hmm. blew all the money you blew it all right yeah you can look back and be like man i had that maybach i had that rolls royce i had the 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 you know the penthouse suite in santorini greece you know i was looking know, speaking, good man you know speaking of this i think i think didn't like didn't like the Powerball, whatever, just get won by like yep. someone in California. in California. You think Lost, they can yeah. spot some money to Genie? 
Yeah. <laughs> buy the Lakers, man, whoever you are. Buy yeah, them. yeah, buy, yeah oh, you got any extra happen. cash laying around? Buy the Lakers, please. Please buy them. Get get an ownership group together with someone. You know, I th- I've seen I've seen Jay Z and Bezos meeting over meeting over some over some lobster talking about buying teams. Meet with them. Get get on the Lakers. Um, it's just crazy. And like I was just like I was still thinking about um like those kind of rough years in the mid to late two thousands with Kobe, and then obviously mm-hmm. like mid two thousand tens. Like okay, the first situation I talked about that was obviously mostly caused by the off the court drama with Kobe and Shaq causing the Lakers have to deal um, Shaq away. And then, you know, they just kind of were, didn't have enough firepower for a few years. Okay, cool. A mess caused by the Lakers drama that came after winning championships. Okay, cool. Uh, And then in the mid 2010s, you know, let's be honest, they probably, Kobe probably didn't deserve 24 million per year, whatever he was getting in those last couple of years, people, you know, took digs at the Lakers for that. Obviously we kind of had the thing like this, is how we treat our stars. Like we whenever. all knew the deal. Like we all knew the we deal. We all knew the deal. Yeah, it was clear. We all knew the deal. And okay. So that mess was created by off the court issues following a period of championship success. This whole mess is just created by making bad basketball decisions and the off the court drama or whatever, or even on court drama was caused from those terrible basketball mistakes. So it's like, I don't even like want to say like, that. yeah, these are the Lakers. Like, this is what we got to do. Like, no, these people are, are like stupid. They're just dumb. Really, really quick. I want yeah, to they... ask you guys real quick because Eric Pink is, is belabors this point a lot. And I want to know like, what's worse? I really don't know. So like, uh, Pinkus gets the Caruso question a lot. I'm, I'm sure like every day. And Pinkus today said the Lakers didn't value Caruso is why they let him go. And I want to know, like, Walt, Donnie, what, I don't know which one's worse. Like, they don't value him or they didn't, if they couldn't afford to pay him. Like, which one is which one is worse? I'm, I'm really not sure. If they didn't value him, then we have a real big issue in our basketball front office. And if we couldn't afford to pay him, then that's another issue that we couldn't afford to pay a player that earned a contract that is way below value to me. Um, Zach Lowe on his podcast today said Caruso and Drogic numbers are like plus 67 and he can't believe why. And we're like, we know why, but anyway, like pink is like, I don't know which one's worse. And this is kind of the cycle we keep going through. So I just wanted to add, add that real quick. I don't think, (laughs) I don't think they value. I just don't think they value role players, and we can get into a, we can get into a report after I say that. Oh yeah, uh, let's that do that. It's kind of showing. Yeah, let's just do that. So one, I don't think they value role players. Period, and they are just so obsessed with this three star thing. Obviously, they they were successful in getting Russ, quote unquote, big three. We obviously know not kind of mini three. Uh, at this point in this uh, stage and before their championship season, they were trying to get Kawhi and this off season, they were trying to get Kyrie. Thank the Lord. The Brooklyn Nets did not accept our offers on that one. Moving, moving on from that subject. We're not going to talk about him ever again on this pod, hopefully. Um, But yeah. Okay. So here's the report. This comes from um, Howard Beck on Sports Illustrated's The Crossover NBA Show. He was um, 
Howard Beck was talking with Chris Mannix. So I'll just read word for word what Howard Beck said. Um, I will add one thing without going into all the detail, but I was canvassing a bunch of front office folks last week when I was workshopping my idea of can the Nets tear down now? Should they just tear down now? What could they reasonably get for Kevin Durant? Anything for Kyrie Irving? Could they get anything at all for Ben Simmons? And in those discussions, when I brought up the Lakers, the pushback I was getting was they're waiting for a specific player that they're not doing the Pacer deal. They won't do the Kyrie deal now that we for sure thought they would do a couple of months ago is an indication that the Lakers are waiting for a bigger piece to come loose that they think they can trade Westbrook and two future first for. Also, end quote, shout out to the Silver Screen Roll. That's where I'm reading this quote. After he says that, Chris Mannix responds and says, who do you think that is? I don't know who that is. And Howard Beck says, I'll tell you offline. So, kind of a crazy, crazy little snippet from a podcast. Um, Walt kind of brought up before the pod when I was essentially becoming the Joker, trying to figure out what we should talk about. Walt was like, should we just start guessing who that is? So, should we, should we just start guessing who that is? I mean, we know the Lakers are absolutely foolish, so it could be it could be anyone. They could think they they could get anyone for Russ in a first. So, what what do you, do you guys have any? I've got. And, like, I don't even know what, quote, bigger piece is. Like, how big are we going? But do you guys have any names in mind? Mm-hmm. I know exactly what it is. I'll let you go, Rods. No, no, I'm, I'm really interested <laughs> so, in yours, Dad, because you, you, you sound so, fairly so confident. For the, <laughs> so, for the people, we we don't we don't see uh, Walt on this, and that was so menacing to just hear, just, like, out of the out of the shadows, just like, mm-hmm, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, I don't care. Raj, Raj, Walt, who, who? I've got two guys in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Well, like how I kind of thought about this, I guess. But I guess since Walt already knows the answer, I'm gonna uh, try to guess here. <laughs> it can't be a team that's winning, right? Because that wouldn't make sense. Or like a team that was that was thought of to like be good. I think that wouldn't really make a lot of sense. And maybe it's a team that you know was supposed to be bad and has started good. Like I think that kind of fits the mold to me i think like dame is where i went with this like that would be the only like one that i guess they can kind of sell a i think they've been too good to start honestly they're seven and three somehow i knew they were playing well but wow seven and three josh hart shout out hit a game winner yesterday or on friday whenever that was over the miami heat but that that's where i went i don't it's not really other any other stars mainly bradley beal in washington but I don't really see that happening. Walt, I'm really interested though. Who do you uh who do you who do you have name for this? Donnie, would you like to go? <laughs> no, I I'm still Are you I actually like I liked Roger's point about um the profile of what team would do this and it kind of changed what I was thinking. So you go. All right, so a long time ago. I noticed LeBron had like a weird kinship. Well, no, nah, I ain't going to call it weird. He got a kinship with a certain star who they've only – I don't think they ever played together ever before, Um, obviously. But they've always ended up in the same spaces, always ended up um, either when they were doing the All-Star game, one was here, one was here. Um, been widely known like as the number one, number two, 
And I'm pretty sure them interacting all the time, they probably talked about, man, what if one day we played together? And they knew that when they were younger that that just wouldn't happen because of where they both, what they both were trying to get, you know, kind of coming into the league and trying to put themselves on the pedestal, being like one of the best in the league. But I think with them being older and then with them basically being in the same place in their career and having like a lot of, at least in my opinion, questions and whatnot about, you know, where they stand all time because of so many different factors that don't even include what's happening on the court. Um, And then today kind of stamped it for me with that article with Eric Pincus. I really think the player Kevin Durant, Oh, oh man. I thought that was weird. I don't that, know why. I don't know why I, I couldn't follow at first. But yeah, I, I had a tough time too. I was wondering who it was, and then and then it, it finally crystallized. Uh, I like just could not think of like uh, an older player like that we yeah. could have been thinking for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, in terms of that, just for anyone who hasn't read that Eric Pinkas article, he just kind of was writing about like just the mess that the Nets are going on basically entertaining the idea of like, are we going to revisit these Kevin Durant trade talks anytime soon? Cause they're not doing well. And surely Kevin Durant's going to get upset. Um, and he was kind of hypothesizing like, what if they, what if the Nets um, wanted to do a deal? Basically it was like Russ, Pat Bev, Kendrick Nunn, and then the two first for um, Durant and Ben Simmons. Um, now I would like to just not have Ben Simmons. Um, but yeah, man, I, you well, know, well, Walt, you made, you made a good point that they're in there. We're like in similar situations. Um, yep. because the Nets can't tank either. Uh, the Houston Rockets or, um, what else did they trade with? I forgot. But yeah, I think Houston. I think, the, like, I think the Rockets have their pick next yeah, 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 year yeah. or yeah. have a, or, or like have a pick swap with it. Right. So the Rockets own all their draft picks. Um, and I was just like really quickly Googling uh, the Kevin Durant uh, trade offers uh, from the summer because I think any of those easily beat whatever the hell we're offering if Anthony Davis isn't on oh. the table. Um, so really quick, here's one that just the first one that popped up. Boston offered Jalen Brown, which I think automatically just destroys any offer we have. But Boston offers Jalen Brown, Derek White, and one first round pick uh to Brooklyn for Durant, which the Nets obviously turned down at the time. Now would Boston offer that again? Was, remains to be seen. But uh yeah, I'd, while AD would have to go back, right? In like that Brooklyn trade, like there's there's no way you're getting Durant for two first round picks and whatever else we mm-hmm. we build up um if Anthony Davis isn't included. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think Anthony Davis like will um kind of loosen up negotiation talks though. Like what maybe you can do. Oh, I'm not sending any draft pa- capital. If I'm sending Anthony Davis yeah. back, yeah, there's no draft capital going the other way. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think I think that that's one of them things where it would completely be like a hey, let's go our separate ways. Send me here. You know what I'm saying? We don't. We had enough of a fuss going on already. Yeah, like we don't need that. There's one more thing to the menu of all this stuff we've, we've been all this garbage we've been eating. So I want to go here. You know what I'm saying? I also want y'all to get fairly compensated because, um, eventually we're gonna get to this point anyway. So let's just get it out of the way. So, um, all right, nasty. Business, all right, man. I've cooked <laughs> up a few. I've cooked up a few names. 
I gotta write. I gotta look up some some salaries uh, before I say one name. I'll start with the one that I. It just. I just feels like they've. They've been circling this guy, and let me tell you, we all don't need a doubt if he wants to play for the Lakers. Uh, oh, and he's in God. Chicago, right? He's in Chicago right now. His name's Demar Derozan. All right, they want Demar Derozan, and I know Demar Derozan wants to be a Laker. So that's always been like someone I've looked at, like okay. And honestly, I think you know the Bulls are six and six right now. I think they've played decently well, to be honest. Um, but that's someone, and I'm not even going to begin to look at the contracts. I think actually the Bulls would need to attach additional players Salary, to like yeah. make Demar's like us. at 28 I think so yeah and um so they would have to attach something else but like I think um you know they don't really know what the hell they're doing with Kobe White they don't know what they're doing really at this point with um Patrick Williams like this year is kind of like a fork in the road moment for him uh in terms of like really showing what he's got so yeah man yeah like Kobe White's getting paid seven point four million. Demar's getting paid twenty seven point three million. You know what's crazy? That still, still doesn't even come close to Russ's contract. That was just, just brutal, man. So it looks like right here, Kobe, Patrick Williams, and Demar would get to it. So you know, Bulls play really bad. Like, would they say like, screw it, we'll take two first, like whatever? Patrick Williams and Kobe are going to be free agents soon enough. Um, that's a long shot. These are all long shots. Like, let's just be real. Like, there's a reason why Howard Beck didn't want to say this name online because he realizes how outlandish it is, probably. Um, who else do I got? Uh, Raj, I think you said it. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal seems like someone that the Lakers have been, like, coveting forever. Yeah. And who knows, like, where the Wizards are going to go. And obviously, like, when he signed that max, you know, extension, it was like, all right, well, Bradley Beal's going to be asking for a trade someday. <laughs> like, come on. Like, let's be real. Like, he just wanted to get the bag, and then we'll yeah. figure out the trade, like, later, whether it's this year or next year or whatever. Um, I don't know what he's getting paid, but actually that's probably one of the few contracts that we're going to talk about that's pretty damn close to Russ's, if not more well, Beal, Beal just signed, right? He just signed a five-year max. Or, or yeah, so maybe this year isn't even, like, part of it. Well, no, because like if Bradley Beal goes on the quote unquote market, he's getting way more than two first round picks and Russell Westbrook coming back, right? Donovan Mitchell went for three this summer. Rudy Gobert went for a bajillion. Like the market is high. We can't use that Rudy Gobert. We can't use that Rudy Gobert trade for any <laughs> comparison ever again. No, it's not for that. It's just like Bradley Beal's closer to like that than you know the other side of it. So like. Like, I just don't think we're in these conversations. Like, I don't know. I, when I hear star, I just, like, I, I don't think you're getting a star for, like, two picks and Russell Westbrook on a expiring. Like, it's a uh, – but uh, no, I want to hear I you. I mean, hey, hey, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, man, the Kevin, or the Kevin Durant thing is really interesting. Like, I don't know how that's going to really play out. Like, awesome. just putting the Lakers aside, like, I don't know. Like, it's just so hard to, like, have Durant, Durant come in and be like, yeah, I want to trade. And just be like, yeah, bro, you've got, like, three, four years left in your contract that you signed, like, yeah. a year and a half ago. Like, 
we don't want to trade you. And like you saying, telling Shams that you want uh, Marx and Nash gone, like, okay, sweet. This, this made the situation even worse. Like, what are you doing? Um, man, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't. I barely have any other names to say. I one random one I thought of. Like really, really, this is really random. De'Aaron Fox. Oh God. I don't know. De'Aaron Why Fox. Is, like, hey, hey, they said a star, man. What you talking about, <laughs> bro? Anyone's a star compared to no, Jopa. No, but like but, doing doing hey, this man. doing this exercise is interesting because like. There's actually not that many stars on on bad teams. Like it's there's not like that many, at least to me. Like when I'm looking, it's not like a ton of stars that you feel like are asking out soon or like are in like turmoil situations. Obviously, the Nets are one, but like the Warriors aren't giving you anything. Um, Kings, like you said, Walt don't have a real star. The Rockets aren't giving you Jalen Green or whoever they're you know whoever else they're rebuilding around. It's like you go through that list. I mean, like those none of those top teams are giving you their stars. I'm not sure what this or what player this report is really considering, unless it's what you said. Wall, it's Kevin Durant. Who we joke about the Gobert trade. That's the bar. Like if they're trading Durant, they want something along those lines. And uh, and like you said, we're basketball. Would you say we're basketball broke? I think that was the term. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball yeah, broke. We're basketball broke. So we we don't have. Kevin Durant money figuratively and uh, and in in reality to spend. I've got um something that's gonna break Raj's heart. It's oh, no. from the NBA trade. It's from the NBA trade machine. Don't you dare! All right, AD in there. All right, I'll just. Don't you dare! All right, I'll just ask you guys this, and I'll start. Who who wants to answer this question first? Roger Walt, you guys pick right now before I ask a question. Walt, go ahead. Both of you guys will answer it, but all right, Walt's doing it. All right. Do you say no? Well, never mind. I already say no, but who says no first? Anthony Davis? And we'll, I'm just putting draft compensation out the window right now. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis. For Draymond Green and James Wiseman. <laughs> Man. I think out of respect for, you know, what they've done, built with LeBron and AD, they would say no. But that is, uh, you do bridge like a, a gap there in terms of the whole getting something now and then having something for the future. <laughs> Raj is sick. Because... Like the, I don't know. That's crazy. But you do. That's a, <laughs> hell of a, that's a lot of damn cap space you'll have next year, though. Wait, well, are you saying you think about it? Is that what you're saying? You would think about that deal? Oh no, no, no. Just, okay. I'm just okay. kind of playing devil's advocate okay. about like okay. what yeah. it means, like the positives of it. Um, but no, I wouldn't do that deal, man. Uh, yeah, you can't you can't do it? No, you just can't do it. James Wiseman, I wouldn't do it either. Been awful this season. Like, yeah, he having a tough time, man. He's been Both awful. Time. I I just like um I don't know what all this nonsense is about waiting for this random star player to like pop up, but like if we put all these names in a hat or like just put on a list of everyone we've talked about, Dame, 
Beal, KD, Kyrie, everyone. The name I would put at the top of the list most likely to be a Laker next season would be Draymond Green. Like, no doubt. Oh, 100%. That, man, that contract already printed. It needs to be signed. <laughs> it is. It's in stone, man. It's so clear he's going to be a Laker. Well, you Just because. You think he's turning down that player option? He has like um. He has a twenty-seven million dollar playoff option next year. I think he's turning. I think it down he and right. getting, he I think he's right, turning right. in. No, he's got a player option for next season. Oh, oh, yeah, I I'll look that. it up. I'll look it up for right, right now. But um, I think he's going to yes decline that and take the same, if not a little bit more, with the Lakers. Yeah. Oh God. I don't think that's a smart decision. I'm just telling you. I'm, it's so what? Like I, I. This is a rough estimate, but people have been saying like if the Lakers, you know, Russ leaves, Lakers renounce all their whatever vet minimum guys and yada yada yada. I think I've always been hearing like around 34 million in cap space. Yeah. Do I believe they would give like 30 million to Draymond Green? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think they would. I think they do that in a heartbeat. Oh, man, I. That's a that's a very scary <laughs> timeline. Like that's a disgusting timeline yeah, to me. And I and Raj, you're scared of it because it makes so much sense. I could, well, I could. It see makes him... so much sense if you're if you're Rob Plink and LeBron James, not if you're really like you know us. I could see like a two year forty, like you know what I mean. Like I could see that. I can't see us giving Draymond Green thirty million for one year. Like I, I there's. That's not his market. It's nowhere close to his market. Um, so I, I don't I don't see that. Two year forty, I could maybe see like him being like, Yeah, let me just, you know, get two years guaranteed, but God, that was that would still be a hell of a timeline. It would be scary. Uh <laughs> oh, I man, I don't know, Raj. I don't know. I I I can like I'm like picturing the two years sixty million right now in my head. That'd be a crazy defense, though. I'm not gonna lie. Like that'd be a that'd be a pretty crazy defense. Like you put eighty and no, I yeah. <laughs> I yeah. You can I have mean, a I, jumbo lineup. You can go LeBron at the point, mm-hmm. um, Lonnie at the two, or I guess you can say Lonnie at the point, quote unquote. LeBron at the two. Lonnie taking Draymond. the minimum. Walt or <laughs> oh, this next year. We talking yeah, about yeah, next year? I'm talking, year. I'm talking oh, next, next year. year if we get Draymond. Next yeah. Year. Oh. oh, oh. Man, you don't even want to know what I was just thinking about. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, they get Draymond next year, so that would be what I do think that if hypothetically again, we, yeah. if we entertain it, LeBron, if they did get, get Draymond one, next year, I think LeBron seriously thinking about moving two. back to point guard, like, like full time, none of that. And then Troy Brown at the three. You know, I need a plate. Like nah, that. man, we need you to Draymond at the four. Maybe at five. What's a that's a forty win team. Like if you can have a real bench, like that's a that's a above forty win team. Mm-hmm. I think Draymond, AD, uh, LeBron, if he's engaged. Um, yeah, because even th- think team. about it, AD is playing without a vertebrae right now and looks like the best player in defense. And Le- Draymond also don't have a vertebrae apparently. They met the last year. And you know he still does what he did. That's a lot, and LeBron. That's a lot of high level like minds yeah. that could you know you won't be able to make up for 
what you would lack physically because these are older guys with mileage on their legs. That's a lot of like, if you're going to be old, I would rather have them be old like that. Like old yeah. and, you know, deal with the ailments they deal with. Be be old like that where, where yes, now you can put them with two. Hustle, you know, Stanley Johnson, Troy Brown level wings who you know going to bring it on defense and then have LeBron, um, AD, and and Draymond, it still sounds so funny. Even imagine, it. have them sort out whatever it is they want to do on offense: dribble, handoffs, Draymond grabbing and going, yeah. AD running the floor, LeBron running the floor, all that you know, all the good things about them. Like I, I think you can put together something good. I don't know if it's going to be a contender, but better than what's going on now. I just I pictured hoping- Russ and Russ and Draymond and. Uh, LeBron and AD play together. I was like, oh, that would be uh that'd be a very I'd be very ugly basketball with all those guys. I'd be like man, I don't even know. I'd be like throwing a Molotov cocktail at like a newspaper factory or something. That'd <laughs> be that'd be the worst worst group of dudes around <laughs> just button heads nonstop. Um I was gonna like try and figure out some other fun names, but I don't really got much else that makes sense. So <laughs> I don't know. You guys, you, what do you guys think? All right, here. Let me look at the schedule. Clippers, Clippers. Kings, mm-hmm. Clippers, Kings, Nets, Pistons. Next four games. What's what's the record? Raj, go. Um, we should be, you know, I think three and one is like a must, but I'm going to go two and two. I'm going to say they split these games. I think we lose the Clippers one, um, beat the Kings, uh, lose the Nets and then beat the, beat the Pistons. So that would make us what? Four and 10. If I do my math correctly. Yeah, you're right. It's not you're a, right. It's not a great, it's not a great, you know, record, but. Uh, it's better than two and well, it's not that much better. I guess it's the exact same as two and eight. Not... <laughs> well, Walt, what about you? Yeah, I said two and two as well. Uh, I'm going. What one are the and wins? Three. I'm going one and three. Uh, <laughs> man, I got a feeling we're not gonna beat the Kings because I don't know what it is about the Kings when they play us. But um, who was the four again? Kings, Pistons. Clippers, Nets, Nets. Oh, what are the home and roads on those? Um, well, well we know Clippers, Clippers, Clippers might as well be home, and then home on all, home all the way, home on all. Oh, nice. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. So actually, I bet we if don't you get the, if, if we'll you count the Clippers the game, we've got. Game. Think they're gonna get the Pistons game? Yeah, I think. Okay. I think they're gonna go one three, and I think they're gonna beat the Pistons. Is what I was thinking. So you think we lose three more in a row? And I actually think out of those three losses, I think the one with the the Lakers' best shot at winning is actually the Clippers, weirdly enough. Yeah, me okay. too. Just because, I, mean, I don't know, I was actually pretty impressed with how they competed against them on opening night, and that was when, I'd say, like, weirdly enough, I'd say the Lakers are a better team now than they were then. Granted, the Clippers, granted the Clippers might be, but, and I don't know, I have a, I have a weird feeling that Nets game that like Kevin Durant's just going to go off, like off, off. Yeah. Um, trying out for the Staples or no, I'm saying it, trying out for the Staples center crowd that he's going to be playing in front of, uh, shortly. 
Um, yeah. And yeah, I agree with you, Walt. Like, I, I don't know what it is about the Kings, but they just play their asses off and they've got some long, tall dudes and it's just, it just really gives the Lakers issues. Like, game in and game out. Um, man, this team. Any, uh, any further thoughts? Any, uh, you guys think there's going to be between the, this time and the next time we record a podcast, will there be a earth shattering report or trade involving the Lakers? Last, last prediction from you guys go. No, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't see it. I, I was saying in the spaces last night that I don't think we're getting any move until this team shows it has some type of, fight in it or it has some legitimacy to like play well enough to keep their head above water and two and eight is not it that's at least to me that's what the thinking is so no i think this is a team we're gonna be watching for a little while uh, until <laughs> dennis Schroeder and thomas bryant get back obviously those are the those are the saviors of this season oh right man they're the <laughs> they're the trevor reasons of this yes. season hell yeah uh Walt, anything big gonna happen in the next week? Nah, they they got their feet planted in the dirt as far as what they don't want to do. Um, I, I, that the whole press conference with Darvin Ham last night, which I don't think we talked any about it. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get into that yet. Yeah. The Darvin Ham bringing up luxury taxes and uh, repeater tax and uh, whatever Here. the hell else he brought up. Here's all I'll say about that. A coach, and this is, uh, I can't remember who pointed it out. I want to say it was Michael Corva with uh, Clutch uh, Points. Um, this isn't the first time he's brought up, like, salary cap and repeater tax, Darvin Ham. And when your coach is bringing up the repeater tax multiple times, I'm sorry. That's not really coach. That's not really, like, a coach no. thing to cover. That tells me. That he said people from up top talking about the repeater tax to him. So <laughs> that just tells you all you need to know about these reports saying like the Lakers are, oh, we're just trying to save cap space for next season. Nah, maybe, but you guys don't want to pay the repeater tax for this dog crap team. And I don't blame you, I guess, but I also don't have any pity for you. Yeah, you're richer than me, so you are. Yeah. Like, that's the, the thing that like, so tone deaf about when it's a it's an understood gripe, you know what I mean. But at the same time, my thought is always, well, if this thing is sending you so much into the red, why even? I mean, they got sentimental value with the team, and it's a family, pretty much like a, a family heirloom. But if it's keeping you down bad like that to the point where you like, you know, you have to basically put the profits at risk by putting a sorry team on the floor. I was gonna say, where get you're out! Not, you're not willing to like spend money to make money, like which is yeah. Get out! The get name out of the freaking it. game! <laughs> Cash out and go! Dang, we're right. in the pod. Yeah. We're in the pod with sell the team chance. No, no, that's, <laughs> that, I don't think I don't think that's that's ever happening. Yeah. Um, no, 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 I won't. Well, like the the sad part is like Darwin's been here for what ten games now. Like I understand, like in San Antonio, right? Like. Greg Popovich and like the front office have been through forever. So like if Greg Popovich starts talking about like, Hey, like, you know, we're trying to get under the luxury tax line. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like they're connected. Darwin has been here like 
three weeks. Like, I mean, <laughs> like he should not be speaking about like our salary. He said like, what was the exact term? He said like our salary line or something like that. And uh, so like, that's just crazy to me after a loss that Darwin Ham has to go out and say, yeah, we, we, you know, we have a three-star build. Why is he talking like that? Why is Darwin Ham coming out and, and talking about like our three-star build and how we can't really get, you know, we have all these minimum players like that. That shouldn't be what he's talking about, but uh, and that and it's... and he brought all that stuff up like unprompted. Like his the question <laughs> po- like posed to him wasn't about like no like hey Darby, I'll, I'll read I'll read contenders I'll... at the concession stand tonight. <laughs> yeah. No man, at the luxury Peter's tax man. We... He said, "Here's the question that was asked of him, Darvin. Understanding that you can be big picture and you can be positive and view things that way, but you've got LeBron who's in year twenty. AD has missed functionally two seasons. How do you keep their patience? I don't know if that's even the right word, but their mindset not being in disappointment and the frustration of two and eight and along for that build with you. Basically, like, how do you keep LeBron and AD happy while this is going on? And he immediately says, I mean, you just have to put everything, all cards on the table. We can't act like something is happening that isn't real. You know what I'm saying? And with that, I mean, the way our salary is constructed, our salary cap and our budget, budget i'm ending the quote there we got our head coach talking about our budget like oh man we can't even bring gatorades on the trip anymore we're cutting out gatorades we're drinking water only water only here okay that's the cheap way like ah like like it's crazy like imagine after a loss and ty lose like yeah you know like our budget, like we have Kawhi and PG, can't really, you know, can't really build a team around that. Like that's it's it's so incredible. Um, oh god. Yeah, I that's the, that's the other nasty element to it. Is like, and, and I don't like to speak for anybody. I told y'all already, but you basically saying we can't build a team around them because of the financial constraints. Well, all right. So now you got to address the other stuff where you've been able to get like productive players and things that make sense around them but then you're just like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna sign dennis schroeder and also trade away a useful wing for another guard who <laughs> never mind man it's just like they they yeah, keep we throwing can't, like we can't do thing. the patrick beverly yeah it's one thing as a after another man if they would just shut up really we could get through this season I hate to say it plainly like that. Just... No, I'm the, like I'm right there with you. And I tweet I tweeted today like them telling Shams like oh like we're gonna be prudent with these draft picks, bro. Why like why does that need to get out? Who cares? Like we know where y'all are at. You don't need to like you don't. We didn't need a ten game of the twenty game update. Like I'm yeah. so like I'm so sick of like Rapalinka is so much better at public relations than he is managing a basketball team. He needs to get stripped of his title and devoted to director of public relations for the Lakers. He kills it at that. He's the best liar of all time. He's so good at it. He's so good at making a turd look shiny, like, or whatever the expression is. I don't even know what it is, but man, that guy is a joke. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And I was defending him. I was defending him three or four years ago, saying he was. But we I were, was, we were right too, mad. though. Like, 
he got Markeith Morris at the buyout deadline. Like that's a good pickup. Like that's a that's good GMing. You know, like getting Markeith Morris at the deadline. That's a that's good GMing. Um, signing Kyle Kuzma to a three year deal. That's good GMing. Like even like to me getting Marcus All, which I think I did, I agreed with. Like even though it didn't work out, that was good GMing. Trading Dennis Schroeder. Uh, sorry, trading Danny Green in a first for Dennis Schroeder. Like that's good GMing. You got a young guard who was like second in six man of the year the year before on a good contract, like, you wouldn't be able to sign in free agency. Like, that's good GMing to me. It's just, like, all this other crap. Like, we didn't even talk about, like, the clutch connection in this, like, how much they're in bed with an agency and how that, you know, impacts every single other decision that you make. Um, and all that stuff is just mixed into, like, this bullshit. Like, and you go look at all these other teams that were winning. We talked about this earlier. Like, none of these teams are, like, having eight dudes on minimum deals like it's just not how teams are built go look at denver with all their guys aaron gordon who probably makes more money than he should but that's what you do when you like find a good guy who can play they wanted to pay jeremy grant he didn't even want their money but he's like yeah we'll pay you way above like what your actual market value should have been um to keep him or you look at the warriors who you know have andrew wiggins who they just extended um and jordan Poole, who they gave a shit ton of money to like I don't know, like, it, it's frustrating that, and he, I think, Donnie, you brought this up, like, the Philadelphia 76ers have Tyrese Maxey somehow, like, they, they went, yeah. and they were able to get him, right, and I forgot the other player that you brought up in that, but, man, it's just frustrating as hell, and we're like, Austin Reeves, yes, who's a really nice and fun player, but, like, you know, Austin Reeves isn't, like, shouldn't be my favorite part of this season, which it pretty much <laughs> is, along with, along with Lonnie Walker, who, Walt, I don't know if we can keep if he's like playing this well so like it's just yeah. it's, it's so annoying <laughs> yeah man just he might he might turn out to be another malik monk situation over again man just that's insanity man um, can they not can they maybe this me just not really know how the money work could they not have signed to like multiple years who money walker yeah um, they definitely could have yeah. yeah no they could have <laughs> they could have signed him they could have signed him to. They could have signed him to exactly what what they signed uh, Kendrick Nunn to a uh, two year deal oh, yeah, with right. a player that's option right. on the yeah, on the second year. Um, understood. Like, hey, if we get into this situation, hey, clutch, we're all close here. Take my pop. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're they're closer than close, man. Um, I guess I'll I'll just end on this. Honestly, and I forgot to say this earlier. I'm at the point where. Honestly, the next time we podcast, I hope something crazy happens because I I really cannot just continue to watch this. Like, and I'm not even talking something crazy trade wise. I'm talking something crazy like LeBron says something wild in the post game, or yeah, sure, whatever. AD rumors start or something like that. Like, I really like can't just continue to like try and actually analyze this basketball team game in and game out week in week out because it's so pointless like nothing's nothing with this team is really going to change so we got to start rocking the boat Raj we got to start rocking the boat here a little (laughs) bit because this this is like honestly with the thing with the way that it's gone so far I honestly think everyone's been a little too chummy about it and you know (laughs) someone needs to start breaking some stuff something something needs to happen this is ridiculous hey I ain't tell you, but I, it wasn't a dream because I was still like kind of falling asleep. I had a vivid fantasy of Darvin stepping down. 
Like, man. Oh, my Darvin, God. Oh, on, man. Some, on some Bobby Petrino type stuff. On some, you know what? <laughs> this ain't what I signed up for. I'm, I'm going to let somebody going else back to, Going you know. back to Milwaukee, just yeah, where man. things are normal. <laughs> Seriously, man. Like, that. It really disturbed me, not like on like a serious level, but just the that that whole repeated text. And that's weirdest thing I ever heard, man, in terms of like a uh a mess. I don't know, man. I've never heard nothing like that. I'm tripping off of that. It's crazy. And like um it's so crazy because I remember seeing just the screen grab of like the a very small part of the quote, and I was like, damn, like what kind of like leading question did he yeah. receive? No, not even leading at all. They weren't talking about roster building or improving the team at all. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> I think I summed up with like, literally like his entire spiel was basically like, I think we're screwed. <laughs> that was, that yeah, was he's like, he's like, we don't. And this is crazy against a Utah Jazz team that was supposed to be like tanking, right? Being the worst game, record. He's like, game 10. He's like, yeah. And he's like, honestly, like, what do you expect me to do? Like, we don't have the talent, which is a crazy thing to say against a team who's, you know, best players, Laurie Markkinen and Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton and 35-year-old Mike Conley. Like, that shouldn't be where your head goes. It shouldn't be like, ah, screw it, we don't have enough talent. Like, we're not playing, you know, the Warriors or something. It was the Utah Jazz who Darvin Ham went out and was like, yeah, what do you expect? Like, like what? <laughs> Ten if games like, in and that's where we're at? If, like... Honestly, this is like, I just thought about it. This is some trade deadline just passed. It was game two after the trade deadline. You dropped two in a row. You made a move and it's like, man, like what's going on? The team's not doing well. That's what this type of quote is. Like this is coming after like, man, we've exhausted all efforts this season. Like, what do you want us to do? We can't sign a guy. Like we can't trade a guy. Like, what do you want? This is game 10. This game ten, like you said, after yeah, losing two, yeah. two in a row to the Jazz, like, like it was, like, are they gonna make it to Thanksgiving? Like, make it in like, like, like with in one piece without losing like, without is, losing their yeah, minds. Like one <laughs> piece, the quit, like, like, like you said, that's Defcon level. That's what I'm saying. Like they're like, like I feel like people are saying like, oh man, this is such a mess. I think, like, the post-game quotes, <laughs> I don't know if it needs to. It needs to for my entertainment. <laughs> but it's going to. Like, th- like honestly, like, everyone's been on their very best behavior on the court yeah. and in post-game, like, press conference. Like, we can talk about this ham, Darvin Ham coat being weird, but, like, it's not like he was just, like, Yo, LeBron's stinking it up or like something outlandish, you know? Like he didn't say anything like yeah. crazy. Um, honestly, he was speaking truth the entire time. It was just weird. But like they're two and eight. Like I tweeted today, they're on pace for um sixteen wins, Raj. Like, what are we gonna do with ourselves if they only win sixteen games this season? Like it's I like like I said. All things considered, they've handled this very, very calmly. And I don't think that's going to continue. And for my sakes, I hope it doesn't because I need a little, I need, I need a little gusto in this team. I need something. They're, they're, they're boring me to death, honestly. I, 
I didn't think we'd get to AD trade rumors. Like, I didn't see that as, like, a possibility this season. Like, I, I honestly did not see that coming at all. Anthony Davis trade rumors is not was not on my bingo card, as they say. Like, we're 10 games in, and, like, the day was dominated by Anthony Davis trade rumors. I think if you, like, trace it back, it started with, like, Bill Simmons saying he heard some buzzing around it, and I think that Yeah, it started with him, yeah. Hit. Yeah, and I think it just buzzed around to all the sport uh, networks. That's kind of how it works. But, like, I guess I didn't really see that, and I guess we're already here. Um, And, yeah, it's going to get louder. And I wish I cared more about LeBron passing, like, Kareem in the scoring record. Like, I think that's great. I just think, like, it's so hollow down by the season. Yeah, by the season we're having. Like, I just don't – I can't focus on that um to the point i don't even really hear that in like the post game anymore lebron used to get like yeah you're this much closer now and like we don't even really hear that so man look as bad as they struggling as bad as he's struggling (laughs) and then with the foot thing like man i don't even know if you can be certain that he'll be able to push it without it just becoming like you know (laughs) becoming like one of them things where yeah he's kind of you're going to see a lot of nights where you go like 12 of 47, 12 of, <laughs> nah, I ain't going to, LeBron better than that. But like like high volume nights where, like last year pretty much, he had like 30 point games, but then they get smacked. And it's like. I'll tell you what, he won't like be having those like games making. if he can't make a damn three pointer. And when he passes Kareem, I'll give him, I'll give him a nice, I'll give him a golfer's clap maybe like in my living room. Just like. <laughs> yeah, it, it just feels. Anticlimactic, man. Yeah, man. It's honestly once it happens, I'll be like, "Good, we got this out of the way. Let's get back to this disaster of a season." Um, oh my gosh. Well, I gotta get, I gotta quit talking about the Lakers. But <laughs> thank you guys all for listening. Uh, if you're still listening, Raj and Walt, thank you guys very much for hopping on the mics with me again. Always appreciate it. Always fun. And. I know Raj is probably hoping that we don't have something crazy to talk about next week because it's probably going to be something bad. I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping for it. We need something. What need if something there are better. wins? Like, wouldn't the wins be that, crazy? Like, that is crazy. I, if, yeah, if, if like, we go, if we go, for, so next, there's the four games between now and the probable next time we uh, podcast. For four and oh, games. if we're four and oh, six and eight, yeah. then we will definitely have some crazy things to talk about. I'm assuming we would be having some. Very crazy AD and LeBron performances to talk about. And then we can revisit talking about the Pacers trade and if we think it'll actually help the team. So that'd be good. Almost Thanksgiving, man. Almost That's Thanksgiving. Give, yeah, we got to give thanks for the Lakers. No, no, we don't got to do that. All right. You guys, thank you very much for listening to Lakers Outsiders Podcast. Like I said, we will be podcasting around the same time next week. We're all hoping for 4-0. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Again, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.